everybody. Welcome to another Dentistry Unmasked. I'm Dr. Pam Maragliano-Muniz. With me, as always, my partner in crime. Hello, Dr. David Rice. How are you, Dr. Pam? I am doing so incredibly well. Now, I am expecting, you might not notice this because you're a dude, but today I'm wearing like a black shirt with my black chair, just so it sort of blends in. And I'm doing that intentionally because we're talking about single shade composite systems. Can they do it all? If they can't, what are they doing? What can they, what they can't they do? So first things first, thank you to Tokiyama Dental for bringing on Dr. Peter Oster, one of our absolute favorite guests. Welcome, Peter. Thank you very much. I, I have a very quick single shade composite story to start with. Ooh, I love Ooh, it. Yes. 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 So I was with a friend the other day and I had borrowed his block is a, a dentist and I borrowed his block for uh, charging my phone and I left there and he sent me something kind of outraged later saying you never gave me my block back so I said no I didn't I had taken off the actual charger this part over here but I left the block there so he calls me the next day and he says, I'm really sorry. It blended in really well into the wall, like on the chroma. Oh my God. I love that so much. Cause I literally on my way home today, saw a post of somebody buying like their 15th charger for leaving their block in the wall. Cause it blended in with the wall. So very apropos. <laughs> oh, I love that. Can we make that a new adjective? Like it's it's so omnichroma of it or something like that. <laughs> Omnichromified. It's super omnichromified. <laughs> so, well, let's get right into it. Talking about omnichroma, yeah. um, you know, and obviously omnichroma is one of the single shade composite systems out there. I know you've had tons of opportunities to play with a bunch of them out there. What's your take? Like, could a dentist seriously just buy a single shade composite system and like, that's it? For their inventory yes and no um so here's 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 my thought because i've been doing these for a long time now i, I figured i started about a year before the pen maybe two years before the pandemic so you're talking about five years now um i do not use any other posterior composites anymore except for a single shape and the bulk of the time i use on the chroma because it's got the longest track record and to me the best track record um, I use it for most of my restorations in the front of the mouth as well. For class threes, it's never a problem. The only things I don't use them for, I don't use it for are class fours. And I don't know if some people seem to be able to do it and they'll put tints and shades in, but it doesn't work really well for me. Now, that said, I've got some good anterior composites that are in small numbers. Like, for example, uh, Tokiyama makes Estelite Omega, which is a marvelous system that only has 11 shades. So instead of stocking the old fashioned 30 shades, 33 shades, you can stock those 11, maybe not even all of the 11, use the ones that you need the most. Um, but that said, the bulk of what I do is done with single shade composites now. That's impressive. So, you know, Peter, I've always looked at it with my patients. I've, I've thought in my mind, I'm like, okay, is this patient, do they need 10 out of 10 aesthetics or are they pretty happy with an eight and a half? And, and harmony. So opacity, you know, nailing the right opacity seems to be, you know, one of the biggest factors in my world. So how do the single shades manage, you know, that ideal opacity? Practice, practice, practice. 
Love that. I mean, really, that's, that's what you have to do. You have to figure out what depth of material you want to use. You have to figure out if you're going to be using a blocking agent or an opaquer, whether to use it or not. Um, a little cheating that I do is is I happen to love Tokiyama's blocker. I, I think it's great. Oh, I'm a chroma blocker. I use that under other companies' composites too. And I find that it works very, very well because it's not your typical opaquer that makes everything look pure white or if it's a pink opaque or pure pink, neither of which I like very much. So I, I find that it really, in general, the single shade cases look better than the ones where I'm trying to figure out, is it really an A1? Is it really an A3? And it never really turns out to be exactly what you want it to be because you still need thickness and you still need potentially a denton shade and an enamel shade. And are you going to do that in tooth number 19? No, it's true. And I will say blocker is awesome. I feel like um, I also love it for screw retained implant crowns. Like I still sometimes have, you know, usually there's some sort of metal in there. I'm still kind of a fan of the PFM implant crown. And you can bring blocker up to that, like right past the metal ceramic margin and then put Omnichroma on top of it or a single shade system on top of it. And I find that to be so awesome. In fact, I have that now in my custom notes, like my templates, because like that is kind of my go-to for screw replant, screw retained implant crowns. Even if you have a Teflon tape, that's not white, you know, it doesn't matter. It'll block it out, which is awesome. Did you happen to see my article in another dental magazine other than the one you're the editor of? Oh my because gosh, that, I did. And I used it as um, kindling. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. It's a very nice magazine. Very nice people there. I'm just, anyway, just joking. I'm just joking. But, but, <laughs> but anyway, yes, that was what my article was about. And I, I, I did it with like four different, four or five different shades of implant crowns and how it matches every shade, regardless what's underneath it. It's, it's mind boggling. It really is. So you said, all right, so class fours are kind of your, ah, I don't know if I, I do that there. Um, you know, some obviously do, and they've kind of matched, mm-hmm. um, you know, mastered using blocker as that you know, um, that first layer that we would use with our matrix guided, um, restorations, um, definitely it's technique sensitive. So, you know, do it at your own risk. Um, are there any other times you would not use it? No, no. I mean, I, I do it if the base of the tooth has, has all kinds of amalgam scarring because the blocker does a really good job with that. Again, you have to figure out how much blocker to use. And, I, and I've learned kind of the sweet spot is anywhere between 0.5 and a millimeter. Um, and if you still have three millimeters of room or two and a half millimeters of room for the composite, you're in good shape. I like that. So you, you mentioned, you know, you use the blocker underneath other composites as, as well. Do you, how much do you have to vary the thickness of the blocker based on whose composite you're working with? Or, or have you just found that sweet spot? No, it's, there isn't a sweet spot. It depends on what kind of composite it is. Right. Um, one of my other favorites, and I will tell you, you know, as you know, Omnichroma is my favorite. Um, one of the other composites I like is Cavo's composite, which is called Simply Shade, which is three shades. But like many of the Omnichromatic systems other than Omnichroma, it's very translucent. So you have to really add it add to it or else the translucency is going to come through Mm -hmm. so there's a very big difference in omnichromatic (laughs) composites and there's a difference in other composites out there no it really that is true so 
You said, so, all right. I just want to like, know. So like, what do you have? So you've got, I mean, obviously with what you do, you've got all the composites and I know companies send all of us really a whole bunch of composites that are kind of things that we're, that we're using, but I know, you know, as a dentist, there's always those that we kind of reach for. What are you like, what would you say like throughout your week, what are the main composites that are just your go-to for, you know, all different indications? I think, first of all, I, you know, I, I had this relationship with Tokiyama and it's not because they helped me. It's because they make great composites. Um, so Omnichrome is number one. If I'm doing anything in the anterior, it's, um, it's usually Omega, Estelite Omega. But there are others that I'm learning about that I really like. There's a brand new one that just came out from Ultradent called Transcend. Have you tried that yet? I have. I really like it. I really like it. I like, um, it, it really matches colors very, very well. Um, smaller company, DMG, is something called Echocyte Elements, which is an interesting composite out there. Um, I've been using Mirafusion Extra, which is a vocal composite that I've liked for, for quite some time. Um, there are, there's something called One, um, which, and there, there are two ones, there, which, which I, I just find is kind of odd that there are two ones. Um, they're interesting. Uh, Kirari has a composite out there that I actually like very much. I just can't think of the name right now, but it's actually pretty good. But in the course of a week right now, what I'm mainly using is Omnichroma, Omega. Um, I'm starting to use this, this uh, Transcend a lot. Um, I like GC Sculpt a lot as, a, as one of my others. Oh, the other one is Evanesque, which is a really cool, really nice system, but, it, but it's one of the old fashioned systems that have a lot of shades. Yeah, that's clinician's choice, I believe. It is clinician's choice, but I believe they're not selling it anymore. But there's another company that I think is now selling it. I can't remember who it is, hmm. but it always has been a clinician's choice product. I know that my, um, my uh, salesperson at my office tried to get some from clinician's choice and they couldn't get it. Oh, weird. All well, right. I'm well, not sure where it is now. Yeah. Don't you worry, everybody. I'll find it for you. And I'll find out for research time. Maybe, I promise. Maybe so. they called the wrong place. I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. Wow. So, oh, yeah. You are, yeah, so you're reaching out, I'm you know, so obviously you've, there's a lot of really great ones out there. Um, but you know, your go-tos, you know, are definitely some shades, simplified shades. And then obviously the single shade systems are something you certainly rely upon. Yeah. My, my backup in the posterior is, is simply shade, which I think is a really terrific product. David, what are you finding with the younger dentists? Are they feeling the single shade system or do they feel the pressure of Instagram to kind of, you know, try to make that AACD? Cause honestly, that's another thing. I mean, Peter, you're like the AACD guy, you know, and to hear you using a single shade composite system makes people like me feel better. You know, if you're using it, then I'm like, all right, I'm using it too. Now I can tell people because it's obviously something that's acceptable among the AACD people. So anyway, David, would you say that um, young dentists are starting to like the simplified systems a little bit more? I think it would make it easier for them. For sure. And, and, and honestly, I think if you said, you know, uh, Pareto's principle, old 80-20. So 80% always loved the simplicity. 20% were showcasing cases and and maybe it's a 90%, 10%. But yeah, young dentists are gravitating towards, you know, how can I be most efficiently aesthetic and and what I do? You know, they don't want big kits that are difficult to learn and, and master. And 
um, that are overwhelming. I think there's a lot, they already have enough overwhelm on their world. So the simplicity of, of shrunken shades and down to one single shade is, is an amazing opportunity for them. And I think what you shared, Peter, is really, really important, especially if you're a young person who's tried a single shade and didn't really have the good fortune that you anticipated that it's going to take practice. It's going to take tinkering around based on which single shade you're using, which opaquers, blockers, systems that you're using. And, and I think it behooves us to, to get really um, outstanding at one system before we start trying to integrate 10 different systems. I, I totally agree. Um, there are a couple of things about that. Um, First of all, do you find that it's difficult to get dental student, former dental students who are out of school to take away the brainwash they got in dental school? Because I, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because I, 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 read, I read something that I, I was really kind of shocked by. And that's that there's one company, and you can tell me whether I can mention the name of the company or not, that basically controls the composites used in virtually every dental school in the United States, which is a brilliant marketing technique, which means that most kids coming out of school, they're going to use what they, they figure, well, my dental school used it, it's got to be great. And in most cases, it, it is good, but is it the only one out there? It's certainly not the least, the least expensive out there. And one of the big benefits of single-shake composites is price, yeah. because... Yeah, I mean, when Omnichroma first came out with their product, they they made a product that was lower in price than virtually anything that was on the market before, which is mind boggling. I mean, that's no company has ever done that before. And if you're only going to buy a single shade and you're not going to have to get those 33, 33 shades, think of how much money you save in the course of a year and think of much how much waste you're going to lose in a year. So back to my back to my question, yeah. How tough, how tough is it to stop the brainwashing that they got in dental school? I will I will tell you this, you, you you're spot on because statistically, I believe the number is like north of 86% of dentists use the same materials and techniques they learned in school for almost two decades. That said, my I know it's shocking, right Pam? That um, is shocking. I'm actually is, surprised to hear that. It, it's it's shocking. However, what I would say is in, in, in my experience, when whenever we host Ignite events, I've never felt it was my job to say, this is the only, this is the best. I love your approach, Peter, to say like, here's some really great companies and let's get these materials in your hands, hands-on courses, and talk about what you like best about the handling. What don't you like? What you like best about how things are performing and looking? And I found that if you just objectively bring great players to the table, young dentists and dental students are hungry because they almost feel school's big brotherish, you know, and they're mad. And and you know, you you made a really good point. And I, I boy, if I'm if I'm Tokyama and I'm listening right now, here's what I would do. Um, Think of the the uh, the tackle box worth of stuff we all buy as dental students and in dental students and young dentists who are listening, you'll know this loud and clear that most of which is there at the end of your D4 year and you're wondering why in the world you bought it in the first place. And now think about your ability to shrink your composite inventory in the same fashion so you're not wasting all of these products that people believed you needed when you really don't. Yeah, it's also it's also best for infection control because you don't have to have a 
you know, a glob of materials. You don't have to put your hands on a on the shade guide constantly and pulling the shade tabs out all the time. I mean, there are, there are lots of lots of money that you're saving and lots of time that you're saving. Yeah. Most definitely. You know, it's funny. I'm going to tell you something. I, I still have my tackle boxes. Do I, you still really? I do. I graduate next year is my 20, 20th year anniversary or uh, whatever reunion year from Tufts. And I still have my tackle boxes. And so I've been a dentist for almost 20 years, um, prosthodontist for whatever, 17, I guess. There's some things in there that I still don't know what they are. And I'm like, why the hell did we even have that? Like, that is so crazy. We definitely could have saved a few dollars in tuition. That's for sure. Here we are all these years later, and I still have like no clue what some of these things are, which is absolutely crazy. And I, so you, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You, so you guys are a lot younger than me. So you may not remember this particular product, but I was lecturing two weeks ago and I was asking around which composites these people use. One of them was an orthodontist and one of them was an endodontist. Pretty old. They made me look like I, you know, like I was right out of dental school. Um, I asked them what they use. They were both using concise. Now, do you have wow. any idea what concise is? I remember the name, never used yes. it. Okay, concise. Concise was the first composite I ever used. It was used in the 1970s. So forget about the people who are using their same composite 20 years later. Let's try 50. Is that unbelievable? And, and you would think that the products yeah. may have improved. Right? How many generations since that one? 80? <laughs> and, and, and one or two. The same material. Wow, that's crazy. It's amazing it even still exists. I know. I know, and I, and I call it when I lecture, I actually mention it in lectures because whereas Omnichroma, I would say, is the material that matches every tooth. Well, concise was the white material that matched no teeth. But they, but the, I found out, I asked find out why they use it. And they use it in some cases because, because it stays well. It's kind of rough, so it bothers the patient's tongue, which means there's a better chance they'll go back to the dentist to actually fill the endodontic access area. That is such a dentist answer. <laughs> that is, it's almost like making your temporary kind of ugly so that they come back for the permanent. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, speaking of dentistry on social media and in this product in general, I've had, have you guys ever had a dentist reach out and say that blends too well? How are you supposed to know where the margins are? Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> other than concise. I just need to go get some concise. That's right. Or adaptic. That was the other one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, truthfully, I mean, we all know that nothing lasts forever. And at some point, every restoration that's placed today will need a replacement at some point. So I get the sentiment of that. But at the same time. I don't know. I cannot stand going back at recares, looking at restorations. And sometimes I'll see one that's a little dodgy and I'm, I always check and I'm like, is that mine or is that there? And it's, you know, hopefully one that's been there since before they became a patient of mine. But, you know, I would hate that to be one that I look at and I kind of, I'm like, Ooh, and I did it. So certainly these uh, single shade composite systems make things a little bit simpler. Yeah. I think I would advocate finding one that suits your handling preferences. I feel like um, 
for me, handling's everything. And I guess I feel like I have to bring up the Optrasculpt. I feel like that thing is unbelievable. That is like my go-to for pretty much every single restoration that I use, like the little round ball for class twos, you know, like packing it into these little interproximal areas. Composite doesn't stick to it. It helps me, you know, I, I feel like without it, I would be really scared to see my bite wings. And I feel like with it, it's just like, it's like an unsung hero. That pad on anteriors, I'm telling you, I've, I've been in a treatment room and, and, and for some crazy reason that that one moment, it wasn't there. And I thought like, I don't, I don't think I can restore this tooth. I think I need to take a time out. Do you use it for placing veneers? Because it's wonderful for that too. Absolutely. I love it to hold down restorations. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and I, awesome. I find, you know, before I cement them, if I see that maybe there's a fingernail thickness of one that's out a little bit too far, if I press that one in with, with, with a sculpt and with a second sculpt on the one next door, I know for sure they're going to be even with each other. Yeah. The, the, I always look at the occlusal view or the incisal view, and that, that's the view that tells you whether everything's in the right place. Wait a minute. So you use two at a time? That's I badass. Can, yeah. Yeah, it's cool, right? Is that double fisting or is that different? I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're like, boom, that's super cool. I love that. I need oh, to I've, got a, I've, I've got another suggestion for you. Have, yeah. either of you. have either of you heard of the Occlusinator Pro? Yes, the Occlusinator's awesome. I love it. I absolutely love it. And for all of my, for all of my, just the final work on my cases on my uh on my single shade cases it's it's marvelous and i don't understand why it hasn't just taken over the entire market because it's the only thing of its kind you know for people that you know haven't seen it before it's it's basically a combination of a sculpting device that you use when the material before the material is set and then it's a series of these incredibly smooth burrs like nothing i've ever seen before that helps you create um really nice anatomy so it does for me it allows me to make something look like a tooth the stuff i could never do when i was in dental school it and it does it for me it's it's incredible i love it it's like a it's like an acorn burnisher for amalgam but in burr form but there's different yeah. i guess i don't know what to call it like different angles there's like the little narrow one and like the kind of wider one for say like i don't know like a molar or something like that yeah. And yeah, you just kind of park it in there and it's, it's almost like a depth reduction. Like it won't go that far. And then you can just sort of draw it in. It's awesome. And now there's one for contouring zirconia crowns too. Yes. Very great. Cool. So I, I believe they're still sold by Strauss Dental if no one knows where they are. And um, which, which surprises me. I don't know anything about Strauss Dental, but they never advertise this thing. And I don't understand why. It's like our secret. It's like when, when your patient <laughs> yes. leaves you and goes to another dentist and they're like, who did that? And you're like, I can't tell you how it's just, I'm just that. But, good but, but when I do my articles about materials, I always do the final contours with them. And, and that's why they look so good. It's not because I'm very good at what I do. It's because I got good tools <laughs> to help me do what I do. No, but that's gold. Really. You think about it. It's, you know, doing it efficiently and doing it well and doing it in a way that's predictable. I mean, that's really what it's all about. You know, I feel like a lot of dentists, that's what we're struggling with on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, I think you're, you're, you know, whether you're a bell curve dentist or even, you know, better than the bell curve, if you're, you know, 
if you have a practice loan, if you are, you know, have student loan debt, you are trying, we're all trying to work under the umbrella of the clock and being efficient and trying to reduce overhead and all of these things just make you do it better, you know, and, you know, have a predictable, favorable outcome, which I think is awesome. A process is so important. And I think, you know, although dentistry, there's a lot of arts to it. Sometimes it's easy for us to get lost in that art. And, and I'm going to do it the hard way because darn it, I'm capable and not everybody is instead of just thinking to yourself, there's a more efficient way to tackle this task. And why would I not take the straight line instead of driving around four corners to get there? It's, it's one of the reasons that I think there's going to be an explosion of heating composites. And so I use Viscolor Plus, which is the first material that was actually designed to be heated. But now that people are doing more injection molding and it's starting to take over, I would assume that other companies are going to come out with materials that aren't just heated, but meant to be heated. And I think that makes a big, big difference. Well, that brings me to another point. So Omnichroma also has their injectable composite, Omnichroma Bulk Flow, which you could use in one of those injection molded cases, right? Correct. Yeah, they also have a flow as well, which is just called Omnichroma Flow. Um, I use them for various tests. I, I use One of the great things about Omnichroma Flow is that when you're making a temporary crown and there are a couple of glitches in the temporary crown, rather than having a whole bunch of different flowable composites around, you've got one that matches any color. So it just blends right in, and which, which is really perfect. Um, and the flow bulk, which, which was an interesting, interesting version of bulk flow. <laughs> I guess someone sat there and said, well, everyone else is a bulk flow. I'll make a flow bulk. Um, but it's also a very interesting product. I mean, you know, a lot of these bulk fills are really, really an interesting way to fill teeth. And it's, a, it's kind of the future at work. I agree. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. No, and I think oh. that's wonderful that there's kind of one system, if you will, that will accommodate a lot of different styles, a lot of different way dentists like to practice and mm -hmm. still keeping it really simple, which is pretty awesome. It sounds like simple is the name of this game and repeatable and predictable, which all seem to go hand in hand with each other instead of us trying to make this so darn difficult. It's already hard. It's true. It's true. And, and I think those young dentists that you're talking about, this is just such an opportunity for them. They don't have to go in a box and, and just have to match every tooth. I mean, how, how depressing is it even in a posterior tooth? And you're certain it's an A1 and then you put it in the tooth and it's nothing like the color of the rest of the tooth. So, and, and then you try it, but then you, then, you know, if you're really crazy like me, you'll take it out and you'll start again and do it as a dentin shade first and then, a, and then an enamel shade over it. And then that doesn't look right. So it, it, it's, it's, it's really nice to start with ease of use and then work your way from that to being great technologically. That's so a lot of sense on my side. I Pam, what do you think? You know, I think we beat this horse. I think that we've made it really <laughs> clear, right? That keeping it simple, efficient, predictable is the way to go. Obviously something that's well accepted. If it's got your stamp of approval, Peter, then I think it is a legit approach. So certainly get out there and find your favorite single shade composite system. It might be something you don't even realize that could literally change your practice and make your life so much easier. 
So Peter, I'm going to ask you to get that article that I was joking about earlier. So I could put a link up to that. I will share it. Um, also, you know, where can people follow you? How can people reach you? Well, how can they reach me? My, my website is, uh, is cosmeticdentistryassociates.com. And um, my email address, I have no problem with people contacting me that way. It's Dr. P. Oster, drposter at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, um, thank you for joining us. I'm so happy to have time to chat with you. Every time we chat with you, it is, just makes my day. Do you want to take it home, David? I just, I so appreciate your time, Peter. I love your objective look at dentistry. I love that you're, you do all the things that you do for all the right reasons. There's zero agenda. It's so rare. You're a gem, Pam. It's always great hanging out with you and everybody till next time, next week, have a great day, wherever you are and make it simple. Thank you guys. Thank you everyone for watching or listening to the show this week. And thanks to our guests and sponsors on this episode. Please check out our social media at Dr. Pamela underscore Maragliano and at Dental Economics Official. Or you can check me out at Ignite DDS or at Dr. David Rice. And go to dentaleconomics.com to receive dental economics. You can choose to receive DE in print or digitally, and you can also get the details of our Principles of Practice Management Conference on our website. If you have topics or guests or anything you'd like to talk about on the show, send us an email to dentistryunmaskedpodcast at gmail.com, and we will do our very best to make it happen. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.